Welcome to ASHTA Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials testing and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions to laboratory best practices and quality management, we're covering topics important to you. Now, here's our host, Brian Johnson. Welcome to ASHTO Resource Q&A. I'm your host, Brian Johnson. With me is Kim Swanson, our producer, and a special guest here today from the laboratory assessment team, Maria Kanaki. Welcome to the podcast, Maria. Hi, Brian. Hi, Kim. Thanks for having me this morning. Yeah, no problem. Now, the reason I have you on today is because there's a, a change that is taking place in the laboratory assessment program that bears some explanation to our listeners who are also customers of our program, uh, because it is going to be a little bit different for one aspect of how their uh, assessments are carried out. Can you tell us about this change? Absolutely. So the change is that we are no longer going to be resolving findings during the assessment. It's a practice that we've done for a long time where if there was some kind of equipment issue or documentation issue and it, you know let's say the uh, that a mold was out of specification they had another one they could put in service and take that one out of service we would then just say oh that that issue's been resolved it would still be stated on the report but it would state that it, it's been resolved and no response would be required to app in order to resolve the finding moving forward we're no longer going to do that and uh, you know, we've been thinking about this change for a long time, for many years actually, before we decided to make it. And really the the reason we made it is we started to realize that we we're actually doing our customers a disservice. The purpose of our assessments is to promote continual improvement in the laboratories that we visit. And a lot of times if you resolve something during the assessment, the laboratory isn't then taking the time to go back and do that root cause analysis. It's really important to figure out why that issue occurred in the first place. By not resolving it during the assessment, it, it gives the laboratory's management a little more attention to that issue and allows them to kind of go through that process, resolve the issue the way they would with the ASHTO accreditation program for any other finding. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the management aspect because it seems like uh, as an assessor, you go through these processes of, of performing the assessment. Uh, when you write a finding and then it gets corrected, management may not even know about it, right? Yeah, that's correct. They, they may not even find out or, or know that the finding existed in the first place, and that prevents them from being able to put in corrective actions. Uh, so one of the things that we see is that there may be some minor deviation from an ASHTO R18 requirement, uh, perhaps a policy or a procedure is just a little bit incomplete, uh, and we'll have laboratories that will change their policy on the fly during the assessment. problem with doing that is that you haven't really appropriately managed that change. You haven't implemented it effectively. It hasn't been communicated to staff that need to know that that policy or procedure has changed. And what we tend to see is that those issues recur in the laboratory because they weren't truly resolved. Yeah. Now, one of the questions I know people are going to have is, is what is this going to do to the assessment report? Is, are they going to see all of a sudden things that weren't noted being written as nonconformities, lengthening the entire process of writing the report, taking care of the corrective actions, submitting corrective, the corrective actions, supporting documentation? 
And is this going to apply to, to even minor things that didn't used to be an issue? I'm really glad that you asked that because I think a lot of customers are concerned that the length of the report is going to increase, that there's going to be a lot more work for them to do. And we really don't anticipate that being the case. Uh, we've had a lot of internal discussions about this issue with assessors. And if an issue is really minor, where it's obviously a one-off, let's say that uh, you know a date was left off of a record, but we can look at all of the records before that and after that, and there's clearly no systemic issue. The laboratory knows how to do it, and a human simply made an error. It's really not a finding, so we're just not going to write it on the report. And those are the sort of things that in the past we would have written as resolved during the assessment. However, if there's several instances where there's information missing from records or other issues that seem to be systemic, those will be findings and those will be nonconformities that the laboratory has to resolve. Findings that were resolved during the assessment were still written on the report previously. They were written as observations and not nonconformities. But our policy is that observations still have to be corrected by the laboratory. So really, the laboratory should have been addressing these issues anyway. So hopefully their internal processes aren't really changing at all. Yeah, and just for clarification, those observations that used to be written will still be written as observations, correct? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's it just, just that if be... they're repeat, they're nonconformities. Exactly. There won't be any notation that it was resolved during the assessment. So it, it won't change the report very much at all. Is there going to be a difference in the assessment process now that people can't resolve uh, findings during an assessment? Are they going to experience the assessment any differently? No, I, I don't believe that they will. The findings will still be on the report as they were before. It just won't note that they were resolved during the assessment, but the assessment process itself, the length of time that it takes, will be about the same. I think one of the things we were seeing with that we have been seeing with remote assessments is that uh, the laboratory submits their quality system documentation, hopefully before the assessment, and the assessor reviews it, and then they spend some time going over that together. And maybe there were just a couple of things got to submit and then the assessor reviews those and they're acceptable. I think some of our staff were, were writing those as resolved during the assessment, uh, but really they weren't findings in the first place because the laboratory did have the information. It, they just didn't present it initially. They presented it a little bit later in the assessment, but it was perfectly acceptable documentation. We'll absolutely accept that without any finding on the report. That sounds good. And, and if there are any laboratories out there that are listening to this and are still a little nervous, are, is there any information available on our website that might help uh, navigate them through this or give them some reassurance? If you go to the ReUniversity page on our website, we have a policy document section and then there is a policy on resolving findings during the assessment. So they can read through that. There's a bunch of FAQs there. And then certainly if they still have questions, they can contact me directly or talk to their assessor or really just call our main phone number and, and we'll put you in touch with somebody that can help you through it. Very good. Now, Kim, do you have any questions lingering that we didn't cover? I don't have any questions. I just want to have a clarification that this is for AASHTO resource assessments and is not applicable to CCRL inspections. Thank you, Kim. That is a great question. And this is applicable only to AASHTO Resource. CCRL, which is part of ASTM International, has a separate set of policies regarding their inspections. And that goes for everything throughout that whole process. When, we, when it gets to the accreditation side, if you have concerns about the CCRL inspection, 
you can definitely direct those questions to CCRL and not to Ashto because we can't really do anything about whatever your concern is since they are a different company. So thanks for pointing that out. And thank you again for being our guest today, Maria. It was great having you on and to, to talk about this issue. Absolutely. It was great to chat with you both. Thanks. All right. Kim, take it away. Thanks for listening to Ashto Resource Q&A. If you'd like to be a guest or just submit a question, send us an email at podcast at ashtoresource.org or call Brian at 240-436-4820. For other news and related content, check out Ashto Resource's Twitter feed or go to ashtoresource.org.